0: Believe
1: it or not, these days, if you ask kids what they want to be when they grow up, some of them, not all of them, but some of them will say, I want to be an influencer. It's a relatively new phenomenon that we call influencer, social media influencer, right? Um, people, though, can build huge followings and they can make big money doing this. Fortunes can be earned on social media. It's a global business. Uh, it makes up a big part of advertising budgets in 2023, believe it or not. Um, but as with everything, there's always a flip side. There's a pushback and it has now arrived. So we're going to have a conversation about influencing and how effective it is and, and the pushback with Chris Ruby, who is a social media analyst and the president of the Ruby Media Group. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time.
0: Thanks for having me. Glad to be
1: here. Okay, so let's just for, you know, for those of us who aren't familiar with this, let's define an influencer. Essentially, it's not much different than, you know, what we might think of as a paid endorsement, right? And from the old days of TV or a spokesperson. That's kind of what an influencer is.
0: Correct. So a social media influencer is someone who really makes their fortune online on different social media platforms, whether it's Facebook or TikTok or Instagram or even Twitter. They influence public discourse, public opinion, and endorse certain products and have brand endorsements and basically get people to buy things that they want to influence and are aligned with.
1: And they're not doing, I mean, I guess some of them might be doing it like, hey, I tried this and it's really cool out of the goodness of their heart, but they get paid to do Mm -hmm. this, right? It's big business. They
0: do huge. Yes, they get paid. I mean, there are there are some specific FTC endorsement um, guidelines that they have to follow. Right. They have to legally comply with the law when they are endorsing products. But um, I mean, one of the things that's really interesting is that if you look on TikTok, for example, the, the products that these influencers are endorsing move markets. So these are highly coveted relationships where PR firms like my own will reach out. They will want to forge and create those relationships with an influencer to try and get their client's uh, product or brand in the hands of those influencers to then promote on social media.
1: And so obviously, I mean, there's a huge upside for these companies. I mean, it's really you look at some of these. Influencers. They have hundreds of millions of followers. I mean, if you bought an ad at the Super Bowl, you're not reaching hundreds of millions of people. So you can see why businesses flock to some of these influencers.
0: Correct. So there's, there's a i i absolutely can. And they, there is a definitely a positive upside as long as what they're saying is good. But mm-hmm. just like as you, as you know, what you just said, right? If they start de influencing, what yeah. they previously influenced and that becomes a real problem to the PR firms who broker those deals um, and to agencies and to their clients and so this is a really new trend and a new phenomenon that we haven't really seen um, I've I even called the influencer backlash and I think agencies now have to be a little bit more careful given this new social media trend.
1: So this de-influencer that you talked about we're starting to see this emerge what would you how would you characterize a de-influencer?
0: Influencer is a new form of influencing, but basically it is a new way to get attention and uh, a different form of monetization online with, for example, a TikTok influencer can de-influence a product. Let's say they told everyone to buy uh, blue light glasses. They can now de-influence that brand of glasses and say, you know what, even though I told you to buy it, it was a waste of money. And actually, you know, I, I believe in minimalism and you shouldn't get it. And it's a sham. So that is what de-influencing it is. It's basically the essential process of this is waste of money. Save your money and don't get it. But the problem is, it's still it's still really influencing in a different direction. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. It's it's you're still an influencer. What's what's their upside? I mean, are are they getting paid by competitors? Where, Where do they? What do they get out of it?
0: Well, what they get out of it is more followers, right? Because now with this new de-influencing, everyone wants to save money, especially in a tight economy. So they're actually getting more clicks and more visibility and traffic to what they're saying, because who are you more likely to trust? The person who tells you to buy something and spend all all of your, your money and your savings this week, or the person who's like, wait a second, don't spend money on that. Stay home. This was, I spent money on it, even though they didn't, by the way, they were most of the time gifted it by, by an agency, Sure, but I, I wasted money on this and therefore you should save your money. So what they're getting out of it is more followers.
1: Gotcha. Okay. And then would they then in turn take those followers and become influencers, right? I mean, that's the point of having the followers, right?
0: Correct. Yeah. I mean, I think (laughs) one of the challenges again, with all of this is that to be de-influenced, you have to be influenced in the first place.
1: Exactly. You're so, absolutely right.
0: Right. Like, so for me, I looking into this trend, some of these things that they're de-influencing, I hadn't, you have to be familiar with those products. You had to be influenced to buy the products in the first place to even be de-influenced from buying the product. So I think that this trend works with people who are part of this closed social media ecosystem that are already buying these products and influenced by the influencers to begin with.
1: Um, what does it mean for businesses, though? I mean, the de-influencer has to be something that you're wary of, right? I mean, if you, if yeah. you're, because social media, you know, it can do really good things for you. It can also be really bad.
0: Oh, this is, I think this is a nightmare for brands and especially again for the PR agencies. If you broker that deal, if you put together this brand endorsement deal and then a year later that same influencer decides that they want to de-influence what they've influenced and break that contract with you, that's a problem. So I think the pressure is now, there's going to be increased pressure on the agencies that are brokering those deals with, with influencers. Um and in the entire influencer marketing agency landscape, which as you said is big business, there's a lot of uh, money behind that uh, that landscape. But I think if you're a local business or a small business and you're not working with an agency, then you have to be really careful. Like, do you, is this person who is involved is this someone who's involved with the de-influencing trend? Do you trust what they say? They're not going to change what they say a year from now.
1: Exactly. Can you, maybe you need to work that into whatever agreement it is that you sign this year and say, hey, listen, you cannot, you cannot speak negatively of us ever, like almost an NDA going forward.
0: Correct. And I, so I think that this is something that people really, Like hadn't necessarily prepared for, for, as you say. And so you do have to be thinking about that going forward.
1: I mean, advertising is advertising, right, Chris? I mean, when you come come down to it, that's what this is. It's trying to get your product in front of people in a positive light. um, And you've got to walk that line and find the best way of doing it. We've always done this. It's just now this is the new way of doing it.
0: Yeah. And I think you bring up an interesting point about competitors, right? So there is this question of, okay, why are they influencing this product? Like, who who has influenced them to de-influence this, right? There are all of these other things taking place in the background, and sometimes it could be a competitor saying, like, I would like nothing more than this negative publicity on this product, so go ahead and here's this uh, campaign to control the narrative and start de-influencing this. So I think we have to be really careful and wary of the information, where it's coming from, and who has influenced the influencer.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Who's influencing the influencer? Who's then being de-influenced? Yeah. It's, it's a fascinating conversation. It really is. Chris, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it.